Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Tommy Lahren is no stranger to controversy. I have a question for the self-righteous Hollywood liberal. Fox News contributor Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. Joining us right now, Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. Please welcome Tommy Laren. It's this country, the country that you have so much disdain for that allows you the right to speak your mind. It protects your right to be a whiny, indulgent, attention-seeking crybaby. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nige is out today. Mindy Winkler filling in and joining us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline. From Fox News and host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on Outkick, Tommy Laren joins us. Tommy, sounds like Mayor Pete finally made it to Ohio earlier today. I saw the photo of him with the big helmet on that didn't fit, and it kind of looked like the Mike Dukakis popping out of the tank picture. Uh, just curious on your thoughts on what you've seen with everything involved with that chemical disaster in Ohio. Well, hey, listen, I don't think it's a coincidence. Donald Trump announces he's going to East Palestine, and then all of a sudden FEMA decides that maybe they should go, and then Donald Trump actually goes to East Palestine, and then all of a sudden Pete Buttigieg decides it is the, quote, right time to finally make his trip. I mean, it's three weeks later, but I guess better late than never if you're actually going to do something. But the problem here is if he would have gone immediately, I would have given him some credit. I would have said, listen, at least he's there. He's showing support. Half of it is just showing up. But when it takes you three weeks and a former president to go there before you, I'm sorry, I don't give you a whole lot of credit. I don't give this administration a whole lot of credit. Joe should be there. He should have been there 10 days ago as well. So, again, these people are poor white Trump supporters. So you can see this administration doesn't think much of them. And it's as plain as day to me. That's one of the things that we've been talking about a lot. Had this happened in San Francisco or Seattle or Portland or New York, I guarantee you, you would have had Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris. They would have taken Air Force One there the (laughs) very next day. Yeah. No, they absolutely would have. And again, if they can exploit it, they can use it for their purposes and they run there very quickly. Anything that they believe will get them votes and will garner them some kind of uh, attention from voting base that they need. But they know that this small town in Ohio, they know that it's a Trump town. They know it's never going to be a Democrat town. So they ignore it. But, you know, I talked about this on my show earlier today. It seems like it's really tone deaf and ridiculous that they don't show up to these kind of things. But if you look at the track record of this administration, when they ignore things, they get away with it and it largely works. There is a little bit of outcry for maybe a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks. But if you look at everything from the border crisis to the classified documents and the Hunter Biden laptop, this administration has a strategy. Ignore it long enough and it'll go away. And unfortunately, in every instance, they've been proven correct. If this tragedy would have happened, like we said, in a Democrat city and Donald Trump were the president and he hopped on Air Force One and went to go meet with another world leader like Biden did with Ukraine, it'd be DEFCON 1 on MSNBC (laughs) and CNN. But you're right, Tommy. They're going to skate. They're going to get away with this because 90 percent of the national media here is basically just an extended arm of the Democrats. 
Oh, absolutely. And again, it would already have annoyed me that our president spent President's Day over there kissing Zelensky's butt for the 20th time. That would have already annoyed me. But when you've got your own people suffering, and I talked about this the other day as well, but here's what really bothers me about this. We all know this because we come from relatively a flyover state, if you will. Indiana, you talk about South Dakota, Ohio, all states that people don't really give a whole lot of crap about. Let's be honest, right? So we care right now, but what happens in two weeks when we as conservatives stop putting the attention and the pressure on fixing the situation in East Palestine, Ohio? Those people are still going to have to live with this for months, for years, maybe even generations to come. And that's the part that really breaks my heart because I know what it's like to be from a place that people don't really care about. And eventually the cameras and the headlines are going to go away. And these people are still stuck with this. And it is absolutely heartbreaking. Tommy, I'm. This is Mindy Winkler. I'm really geeking out right now because I love you. Um, as, as someone oh, that is consi- you. you're welcome. As someone that Dom Lemon would consider past her prime, um, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be on here with you today. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the way he ripped Nikki Haley and other women like myself that we're past our prime and what he's you know the counseling he's now getting from CNN. Well, here's the deal on this. When he said it and I heard it, I was like, wow, this is really cringy. But if you look at some of the things that Don Lemon has said, I can't believe that this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, he has essentially called conservatives and Trump supporters rednecks, small town, ignorant, KKK supporting Nazis. So listen, his comment about women was insulting to women. It was sexist. But when you look at all the things that he said in the past, to me, the fact that this is getting so much attention, that is what quite honestly offends me (laughs) because there's been so much more. But it just goes to show that even the people at CNN, they don't really care if he offends giant groups of people. But when he started to offend older liberal women, that was the problem. Right. Yeah, and it's bizarre to me Tommy, because it looks like Don Lemon wants to get fired, right? This is the quiet quitting that everybody's talking about. He wants to get fired so he can get a gig at the Atlantic or MSNBC or somewhere else. And yet this this counseling that they're giving him just seems like a waste of time. Why not just send everybody on their happy way, cut ways with Don Lemon and just move on? Why won't they do that? Well, I don't really think they have a whole lot of talent at CNN to, to count on. So as much as it seems like Don Lemon has been a problem for them, I mean, if you look at it, he is the name there right now. And you've lost a lot of their heavyweights, so to speak. So I don't think that they have room to start getting rid of some of their big names. They've already got dismal ratings. And I think sometimes controversy stirs up ratings. So that's why I think the whole pulling him off the show for a week, then bringing him back. I mean, I'm sure more people stay tuned to watch his return than they did previous to this whole scandal. And quite frankly, I think it's kind of smart of CNN to lean into the scandal because they need it. Tommy Lahren is our guest from OutKick. Tommy Lahren is fearless every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7 o'clock. I'll admit, one story that I don't think I have done a very good job in reporting on is this church revival, the Asbury revival. We've had a lot of stuff in the news cycle, you know, sexy headlines. You know, we're talking about Chinese spy balloons. We're talking about disasters in Ohio. I'll admit, I don't think I've given this story as much time as I possibly should have, Tommy. You've posted about this on Twitter. You had this on your show the other night. What does this revival this Asbury revival say about religion in this country? 
Well, I think that religion is making a slow but sure comeback. I really do. I believe that people are looking at this country and they don't know who to turn to and who to trust. And that's largely the government, the media, I mean, health officials, public safety officials. People don't know who to trust anymore because there's so much misinformation. There's so much division. And so I think that people have now been driven back to God. And it's unfortunate that it took this kind of a setting to get people to return to God. But I think people are searching and they want truth and they want answers and they realize that the eternal truth is our Lord and Savior. Maybe, just maybe, this is the revival, this is the great comeback, and I sure hope that it is. And it seems like good stories never get the headlines they deserve. We live in a news cycle where if it's a sensational headline, if it's something catastrophic or a scandal... Don Henley wrote a song, Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry, right. That's what it's all about. This is what's going to get the clicks and the eyeballs to the stories. But man, it feels like this is America. The folks that don't really give two rats asses about watching the news or getting on social media. This is America. And I think it's a great story. No, it's a fantastic story. And to me, seeing young people, I I mean, that I think that's the biggest thing is we just keep hearing the statistics about young people moving away from faith and religion and the church. And the fact that we are really seeing so many young people that are gravitating back towards it. I think we need to highlight it because not everything is doom and gloom. You know, the sun is out today in Nashville, Tennessee. We still live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And I think that we do need to do a better job of reminding people that there is hope because there are a lot of people that have lost it. Last thing here before we let you go, Tommy, this kooky, weird grand jury (laughs) four person in Georgia doing a media tour in regards to the Donald Trump possible indictment. This chick reminds me of like the stunt double from Isla Fisher and Wedding Crashers. I mean, she screwed up in the head. There's something wrong there and she's doing a media tour. What do you think about what's happening there? Well, it's so inappropriate. And again, you know, I'm actually doing my, my final thoughts on this tonight on my Outkick show. But, you know, just watching her, it, first of all, it, it pissed me off. It pissed me off because it's quite obvious that she's not impartial. It's quite obvious that she takes some kind of a weird joy in the fact that she could be a part of prosecuting and ending Donald Trump. I mean, that makes her giddy and excited inside. But then, you know, watching her further... Something, like you said, is not right here. And I can't help but feel like she's being exploited in in some degree by the media. I mean, I think that they're so attention-seeking for something to talk about of Donald Trump that they'll put somebody that is clearly unstable on TV to do a press tour, even though it is completely inappropriate, just because that's how Trump deranged they truly are. Well, and you'd think that that would be they'd be thinking how this is going to hurt the prosecution, not help them. Well, I think that they know the way the justice system works at this point. So whether the the Trump team can use this and and call for a mistrial because of it or use it in future litigation, I don't think that they think that that's going to be a real concern for them because they see what they've been able to do and railroad Donald Trump for years on false pretenses. So they are so brazen at this point. I, I really don't think that they care. I don't think it even factors in. Why do all these young liberals look the same? Like every young liberal dude has got like the pube mustache, the the piercings, you know, a scumbag picture. And it feels like every single one of these woke activist liberals looks like this woman, whether it's that girlfriend of Sam Bankman Freed or this kooky chick in Georgia. They all look the same, Tommy. (laughs) Well, you know, Trump derangement syndrome is an unforgiving physical disease, unfortunately. (laughs) And I think we are seeing it manifest itself in horrible ways. And I just can't help but to feel badly for these people. I think what they need is a revival in their own lives 
come back to God, come back to your senses, and maybe, just maybe, that will be the fountain of youth or the fountain of beauty, the fountain of something will return to their bodies and soul. Tommy Laren is fearless on OutKick. Check out the show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7 o'clock. Get the latest trending topics, interviews, special guests. Tommy, I always love it when you come on our program, and I feel like I accomplished something because I got the word pube in our conversation today. (laughs) You know what? That is always an accomplishment. I'm so <laughs> glad that I could be here when you did it. Tommy, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.